Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. Woo! It's Mr. Microphone. <clears throat> All right, so. Hey, Ron Popeil, I'll be back to dig you up later. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, it's the first episode of Flint Connection. Uh, and the best line. one so far. And the best one so far. Uh, we have Ice Halo here with us. Um, the, uh, the conceit of the show, uh, such as it is, is that we're talking to uh, various musicians who have uh, performed, uh, whether they are native or, or not, in the Flint area. Musicians and Ice Halo. And Ice Halo as well. <laughs> uh, so we're going we're gonna to talk about Flint. We're going to talk about uh, performing in Flint. We're going to talk about uh, adventures uh, before and after gigs in Flint. And uh, just uh, you know, various Flint stuff. It has a weather ball. Yeah. Hi, I'm Michael Lay. I've been a DJ both on radio and in clubs since the mid-80s here in Flint, Michigan. Flint is one of the most unique cities in the world, with a vibe and a heart like no other. Any musician who plays here is somehow transformed by it. This podcast explores the experiences of those musicians, visitors, or native Flintoids, both on stage and off. We'll check out some of their music, look at their history in my hometown of Flint, and have a few laughs along the way. We call it the Flint Connection. talking to the guys in ice halo um and i guess to uh, preface uh for people who don't know uh who ice halo is we don't they uh were uh sort of an offshoot of the guilty bystanders rock they roll and really swell you know what you can go to hell rock they roll Three and crow, I like to stick it on my nose. Broccoli roll, I'm about to say, I like to eat it night and day. Broccoli roll, broccoli roll, broccoli roll, broccoli roll. I've been in the Flint area for a long, long time. You are correct, sir. Yes. Uh, no. So, uh, first, just a real quick explanation of uh, how the guilty bystanders uh, came to be, I guess, would be in order well um we were in fenton and we were bored so yeah we started hearing like some punk stuff on uh WFBE, some of those uh, radio shows, and Anarchy and uh, Alternatives and Take No Prisoners, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we really were getting into it. So we we're like, hey, you know, they put out a call for uh, Take No Prisoners said, you know, if, you, if you're in a band and you want to send something in, feel free to do so. And we weren't in a band yet. So, <laughs> but we figured, what the heck, we'll just record something. Uh, at home and send it in and miraculously they played it and we just didn't quit just kept going for decades and decades yeah 40 years probably probably one of the longest running bands in in uh, flint history at this point 
Yeah, we don't run that much anymore. We just kind of crawl. So the uh, the original lineup, uh, I assume, was is, were any of the other guys uh, in in the original lineup of the uh, the Gelties or no? No, neither okay. neither myself nor Lee. Okay. Yeah, it was just uh, originally it was me and my brother, and then uh, Steve Newland joined, and then we went through the first of five hundred drummers and. Right. So just the the lineups kind of changed here and there, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of sort of kind of had a little core to it. So yeah, well, I guess uh, this is a good point to introduce everybody. If you'd uh, be so kind as to speak your name and what you do, I'm John, and I make vocal noises. I'm Steve, and I play guitar and other noises. I'm Lee, and I'm the bass player. All right. I guess no one looks glamorous at 6 a.m. In fact, on here, no one looks glamorous at all. Take a pill before breakfast to keep me sane. Think of it as mere candy for my brain. Wanna scream it all hail suburbia. My wallet never seems to get as big as my dreams In fact, it never seems to get too big at all My kidneys braces and my wife's pissed off again I don't know why, but it's my fault still so then Shrug your shoulders and all hail suburbia I feel so watered down in middle of the road Just a lukewarm, wishy-washy, mediocre toad I'll fight for freedom, but I'll settle for obscurity I never seem to act as smart as I feel In fact, I never seem to act too smart at all so I'll admit that the way I live is wrong But don't hold it against me for too long Look in your mirrors and all hail suburbia So how did uh, Ice Halo grow out of uh, the Yelties? I think it was just Lee and I, wasn't it? We yeah, really yeah, started first. writing songs and then we thought, well, let's, uh, let's get John involved, give him some of the music and see if he wants to write some lyrics for it. And I did and never stopped. The so, fool. Yeah, I know. And this would have been uh, when, approximately. Oh, boy. Uh, Were you and Leanne already married? I think. Maybe. Yeah, probably. So, probably good, I don't know, 30 years ago. I would yeah. think, yeah. Oh, wow. But, yeah, we even Ice Hill has been together forever. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of kind of neat because I'm glad they asked me because, you know, sometimes I would write things and it wouldn't really work for the guilty bystanders. Yeah. But it was kind of more, you know, mellow stuff, and it worked better for, you know, an acoustic format. And uh, so that's... that's. I always, when people ask me what my band is like, what this band is like, I always tell them, this is what punk rock sounds like when it gets old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you say that you must go. I suppose you ought to know. 
but I'm not exactly hurt inside. Hey, so you're gonna go away? Well, I hope you're gonna stay. I won't miss you all the tears I've cried. You get your ass away from here, you're stifling my atmosphere. You let me make it very clear, I don't need you. As dated as the Brontosaurus, leave a shining path before us. Take this lesson evermore, I don't need you at all. Put the blame on me You've been told a time or three If you have no heart you feel no shame I will be happier I guess You play checkers, I play chess Either way we play the board the same The Flint Connection um, So uh are all you guys from Fenton, or just or just John? Or uh, I grew up in Grand Blanc. I grew up in Grand Blanc as well. well when you uh, first got started with the Guilties, I mean, what was the uh, what was the draw in terms of uh, like where where would where would you play? Wherever Joel had a show. <laughs> That's of course you're talking about Joel Rash. Yeah, Joel Rash. Yep. Um, yeah, there'd be like hall shows and stuff, and we'd frequently get asked to play there, and uh, or just your name on a flyer. Yeah, or... and to show up. Yeah, <laughs> and that has happened once at least. Um, but yeah, we just you know that's where the shows were, so that's where we'd go. And I was one of the, I don't know if you want to say fortunate or unfortunate souls who saw. The Wild Bills show. Oh, and, uh, I, even I've heard about the Wild Bills show, and I wasn't even around at that yeah, time. They had a quote-unquote punk night, and uh, little did I know then that I'd be where I am now with the Guilties. But, yeah, he thought we sucked, so yeah. he got punished by fate. <laughs> uh, so if, if you thought they, they sucked, what made you go see them again? I, I didn't really desperate. think they sucked, but I looking at them, they didn't. You know, aesthetically, they didn't fit the punk rock bill. Right. I thought they looked like a bunch of preppy college boys and, you know, but the, the stuff was pretty funny, like, you know, surfer girl and, um, you know, stray cat smut, that kind of thing. <laughs> Trying to think how many different places we've played in Flint over the years. That's it's like a good it's yeah. a lot. I mean, there's the upstairs at the Capitol, the fallout shelter in the basement of the Capitol, mm-hmm. Kishma Grotto, Ukrainian. It's like tons of places. Seaford's golf course. Yeah. Um, people who uh, weren't around back in the day, the whole concept of a hall show is uh, probably a little alien. Can you explain that real quick? Yeah, it was, you know, at that time, I used to attend a lot of the hall shows, even though I wasn't playing in the bands, but, uh, you know, there wasn't, you you had all these rock places to play, like Cano's or Wild Bill's, but if you wanted to see any 
punk stuff, somebody had to go out and rent a hall and book the bands and, you know, pray that everybody showed up. And it was basically word of mouth or a flyer here or there. It's it's not like it used to be. I still have fun doing it, but, you know, it used to be everybody crowded up on stage and was screaming the words to all the songs, and it was a blast. You know, thank God for Joel and, you know, the local, uh, all that stuff, you know, where kids can still go and see it. Now we're like the grandpa rock stars and stuff yeah. <laughs> if we play there. Let me tell you how it was. <laughs> so, Lee, how did you uh, actually uh, hook up with you guys? Um, well, Steve and I used to do a lot of stuff. We knew each other. Um, and then like we enlisted John and then for a brief, well, not really a brief. You say you, you used to do something. How did you actually meet Steve? Through my sister, Barb. Okay. Yep. And we both played guitar. Um, not terribly well, but we both played it and started doing stuff and, um, had a lot of the same bands that we liked, which was kind of all over the place. And kind of grew from that. All right. Shiny new train, take. Duh. I'm a shiny new train on a brand new track. I'm leaving from the station and I'm never coming back. You should have paid attention to the things behind your back. So glory, hallelujah, I'm away. I've gotten sick and tired of you and all your kind. The harder we all work, the louder you all whine. I'm leaving from the station and I'm leaving you behind. So glory, hallelujah, I'm away. first record you bought with your own money the first record i bought with my own money was abbey road because i scratched my older sister chris's copy oh um my older sister chris was a huge influence on me so like she was into really odd stuff so when i'm like anywhere from fifth grade to eighth grade I'm hearing Sly and family stone frank zappa and the mothers of invention Jimi hendrix um, all this kind of stuff. And then I was a band rat. So then I'm getting introduced to all this stuff in junior high and high school, like traditional stuff, classical stuff, and then just weird stuff. And then um, 
just I always gra- I always kind of gravitated away from like the stuff that was real popular, with the exception of like '60s pop and Motown. I love that stuff, but a lot of the other stuff it just was like, yeah. Um, but I mean, that was I mean I can still listen to '60s pop stuff from the '70s. I'm kind of yeah, but that stuff. What year were you born? Fifty-eight. Yeah, a little older than me. Yeah, he's ancient. <laughs> Is that part of your password online? <laughs> I am not going to answer that. Same question to Steve. What was the first record you ever bought with your own money? You know, I can't remember. I, I bought 45s when I was a kid at Proffer Sound Center in Bella Vista Mall. Um, I can't think of any right off hand, but it was like top 40 stuff, you know, obviously, since it was 45s. But the first album I remember getting was at Recordland in Eastland Mall, and I begged my mom to get it for me. It was... Uh, Love It to Death by Alice Cooper. Surprise, surprise, right? But uh, I remember her looking at it going, I can't even tell if they're boys or girls. I'm like, I don't care. Look scary. <laughs> so, so that was my first, and I still have that copy of it. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, same uh, question to you, John. Uh, well, I, I remember it well. Um, my first record that I bought with my own money was uh, the single of Hey Jude at Lutz's Record Store in Fenton. So then I flipped it over and heard Revolution, and it's like, whoa, this is cool. What was the first album you ever got? Oh, boy. Um, it was probably an ABBA album, which you know shows that I had good taste. Absolutely. That's, that's definitely been a, a cornerstone in your taste as long as I've known you. Oh, yeah. It's like, and the thing is, you know, with ABBA... You know, as, as somebody who's, you know, I don't know how good I am or anything, but as somebody who's tried to write songs, I think anybody who's tried to write a song will appreciate how great their songwriting is. Yeah. Something I've never even asked these guys, well, a question for both of you is like, who is the main person or band that influenced you or influences you now? You know, I mean, uh, how long do you, you know, have? What, 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 what influenced you to start singing, John? I mean, other than hearing the stuff on FBE. Boy, I. Nothing in particular comes to mind. I mean, it's everything. One? I mean, really, it's not really one thing, it's just kind of all of it together. I mean, it sounds like a cop out answer, but it's the truth. You know, it's like, I mean, I would, when I was growing up, uh, my neighbor had this loud stereo and he was always cranking up. Like, was that the, Dennis? Yep, that was Dennis. Okay. Yeah, wrote a song about him, and uh, he'd crank up this, you know, psychedelic era Beatles stuff. And when you're a kid, that's like just kind of mind melting, you know. It's like, and that was a definite influence. Yeah. But you know, it's hard to say one specific influence. It's just kind of everything I've ever heard, kind yeah. of wormed its way into my brain. Lee, Chris was a huge influence just because she listened to so much other stuff. And I don't know if you were around then, but WTAC, like in the 60s the and early 70s. Yeah, around, yeah, no. Okay. I mean, they would play. I was uh, four years old in 1970. Yeah, okay. Spring chicken. All right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but, I mean, they played all sorts of stuff. I mean, you could listen to them for an hour and you'd hear Motown, Hendrix. They were actually Zappa. the first, first station in the United States to play the Who. Yeah. Yeah. And like when Sgt. Pepper came out, they started playing it at midnight and just kept playing it wow. just over and over. Mm-hmm. They had like just great DJs and they just played everything. 
and then they switched to country. And I mean, honest to God, it was like I like a death in the family. Yeah. To me, it was just because I was working. I went to Detroit. I came back, and it was like a country country music. Nothing against country music, but I don't really care for it. And I'm trying to fine tune the dial on my work truck, and it's like something's wrong. And then they're like, "WTAC, the home of Flint's country," and it's just like, ah, oh, man, what the hell? I remember going up there years and years and years ago, back in the high school days, just towards the end of high school. TAC would do uh, the spotlight band, different bands on the weekends, and they had a Who weekend. And I remember the guy, I think his name was Ed Boogie Brown, was the DJ. And we kept calling and asking for this song and that song, and he didn't have it. I'm like, well, can I bring up some of my stuff? And brought up a big armload of albums of all this stuff he'd never even heard before. The thing is, you know, back then, I think the DJs actually really liked the music. Yeah. And that makes a huge difference. Never. Okay, what about you? Same question. What's the, who influenced me? Yeah. I just remember from my youngest, littlest years, all I ever wanted to be was one of the Beatles. Mm. You know, when I came into my own and discovered stuff, Alice Cooper was it. You know, and I told, I've since been lucky enough to meet all of the surviving members, and I told them, you know, everything I do, I stole from you guys, and meeting you is my version of meeting the Beatles. Now, on the Flint Connection, it's time for the Flint Connection Trivial Quiz. All right. Who is objectively more horrible, Ted Nugent or Kid Rock? Kid Rock. Yeah, Kid Rock. Kid at least, Rock. Yeah, at least yeah. Nugent yeah. can play a guitar. Kid Rock he used is the, to be able to. Well, Kid, yeah. Kid Rock is the Fred Durst of Ted Nugent's. <laughs> so... Name one thing that is worse than Kid Rock. Two Kid Rocks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I honestly can't think of anything. Yeah. It, it would probably, you know, be some kind of bowel obstruction or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, second question. This, this is my, my, my version of the, uh, the actor's studio quiz, quiz or whatever. James Lipton. Yes, I am. I am your James Lipton at this point. Um, favorite Flint food. One a food that is very unique to the Flint area. I have two. For me, it's uh, obviously the old conies at uh, at Angelo's. May they rest in peace. I would go along with that or Verner's. Yeah, I would. I would. Although go that's with, a Michigan thing. I would right? go with the Flint coney or Big John's. Oh yeah. Uh, that's a super steak and cheese. That's my weakness. Oh, oh so good. Yeah. So good. Your favorite Michigan band or artist? I think we already know Steve's. Yeah. Yeah. Although technically they aren't originally from Michigan. No. Okay, I'll say Stooges then. Okay. Or MC5. I don't know. That's a toss-up between the two. For me, it would have to be I've never seen them. I only know about them through, uh, through old records and stuff. But there was a band called The Rationals. And oh, yeah. everything I've heard by them just has blown me away. Yeah. But it's a it's like got grunge, but it's also got kind of a soulful feel to it too. Yeah. Which, you know, is really hard to combine, but they do it perfectly. Michigan band? Yep. Not Flint. The Rationals. Well and and for me anything Motown. Oh, yeah. Almost anything Motown. Let's narrow it down to uh, Flint though. Um 
even like a local Flint band. Repulsion. One that doesn't get their due. Yeah, for me, I think, uh, like, you know, obviously Repulsion, but also, you know, like Dissonance. They're, a, they're, well, in fact, they're the first local band I saw back when there were dead burnt bodies. And uh, just, it was just incredible just seeing that much energy. And, and it's like it kind of changed me forever. And then also, you know, poli political, sci. yeah, poli sci, yeah. political silence. Yeah, they were, they're another great, uh, great band. All right. What is the coolest Flint landmark? The weather ball. And I'll fight anyone I'll, else who says I'll otherwise. I'll go along with that. You know, I miss the waitress. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, the waitress. Among many other uh, more obscene terms, yeah. <laughs> um, also known as the big girl. Yeah. <laughs> this was that uh, colonial I did. I did see her down at Back to the Bricks a couple of years ago. Yeah. Whoever acquired her. I think you would have to throw the capital in there, too. I mean, it was a beautiful theater even before it was restored. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It had, it had sort of a, a, a desolate beauty about it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a blast, you know. I mean, especially, I think the first time we played the big stage was, um, do you remember who that band was that was doing a, some type of a... The Civilians. Oh, The Civilians, yeah. That's, um, that's, I try to forget that and show. We, and we got to play on the big stage, <laughs> and then... Then they started drawing the curtain and setting us up on one end of the stage, you know, because couldn't get a good crowd in there. What was the best show you ever saw at the Capitol? Uh, probably uh, Red Cross and the Go-Go's. Oh, I was so, I'm so jealous. I wanted to go to that so bad I couldn't get anybody to work yeah. for me. Yeah. How about you, John? What was your, uh, your I'm going to cheat. It wasn't the Capitol, but it was in Flint. It was the Crucifix at 909 Detroit oh, yeah. Street. And okay. they were the crucifix in their prime, playing in a living room. Literally, that was just insane. That was just I can't even. No other show even comes close because it, it wasn't. It wasn't just music. It was just like this event. You know, it's yeah. just like it was just crazy with Doc. You know, being Doc and uh, just. I mean, I wasn't sure I was going to survive the show, but but it was just amazing. <laughs> All right, let's see. Your favorite eccentric Flint character? Slim Chipley. <laughs> yeah. I meant real person, but that's, that's good. Oh, <laughs> he wasn't? <laughs> um, he was real to me. Yeah. I was impressionable at that age. We were originally going to call ourselves the Flavor Deputies. We did a show. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually did, didn't the we? Flavor yes. Deputies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, and wow. then we changed it. <laughs> Which is funny, because then... We were writing mostly serious stuff, and we changed it to Ice Halo, and now we're Ice Halo, and it seems like everything we write is just some smart-ass. Yeah. Maybe Rosie? Oh, tell, tell us about Rosie for people who are... I don't, uh, I, I don't know her all that well, but I remember down at the rest of the nails, she'd always come in and sing, Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey? She yeah. did that everywhere. And yeah. Everywhere yeah. There was live yeah. music. Yeah. I feel kind of, you know left out because she never uh, sang that with the guilties oh, not that we no. would have known how to play it but you know no. <laughs> would have I, sounded like flipper or something you know chip nipples is one of those exciting characters too <laughs> yeah don't see him around too much anymore you could change that <laughs> i could how about you john what's uh i was gonna say rosie as well yeah, yeah. so it's like i mean she was legend yeah exactly 
Favorite Fago flavor. 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 Favorite Fago flavor. Red Rock Pop. And rye. Yeah, this is a toss up between Red Pop and Rock, Rock and Rye. Kind of depends on my mood. Yeah. I'm just speaking of Flint Pops, though. It's like M&S was a. The M&S cream soda was oh, amazing. Yeah. It's going way back. That's one I miss. If you could uh, bring back one Flint band from the past and have them do a reunion, um, even if members are dead, you can somehow bring back the uh, the dead members and make it happen. Wow. Who, who would you Who would you bring back? Boy, um, I'd like to see the original Guilty Bystanders. You know, Steve, Classic Dave, Steve and John. I just used to love going. Every time they played, I was there and screaming right at the front, being an idiot. Well, I'd like to see Steve again. Just, just yeah, see yeah. Then, you know, I'd go along with that. Well, and then, and also, I wouldn't mind seeing Dissonance again in their prime. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, Phil's presence is definitely missed. Yeah, it's the thing is with with Dissonance. Yeah, they made recordings, but none of them really did justice to what they were live no because phil when he played drums i mean you didn't just hear him you felt him you know and it was it was an experience you just had to be in the same room the late great phil hines yeah Yeah. one more uno mas uno mas uno mas yeah one of the very very firstest ones it's called Like the Inside of Radio, take one. Take two. <laughs> I saw my city from high in the air. Look like the inside of a radio With transistor houses, roadways full wires Power plant batteries, skyscraper tubes What's it receiving? What is it sending? Transmission of signals Never ending What's it receiving? What is it sending? Transmission of signals Never ending Messages sometimes get lost between words Words sometimes hide inside messages Technology gives us the voice of the world But sometimes that voice is just babbling Are we receiving? What are we sending? Confusion of signals Never ending Are we receiving? What are we sending? Confusion of signals 
HF And still I can't get through I can't get through to you I saw my city from high in the air Look like the inside of a radio With transistor houses, roadways for wires Power plant batteries, skyscraper tubes What's it receiving? What is it sending? Transmission of signals Sending confusion of signals, never ending. AM and FM, long wave and short wave, and VHF and UHF, and still I can't get through. I can't get through to you. I've really had a great time talking to you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, and thank you for uh, for you know helping us out over the years and playing our stuff on Kaleidoscope and yeah. and you were having my first us over. Band. My first and live band. On first live band, and uh, Last one too. now we're the now your first one on this podcast. Yeah. So um, there yeah, you go. Just, uh, we got a, we've had a long relationship that I'm, I'm glad to continue with. Yay! All right. So we've been talking to uh, the members of Ice Halo. Uh, we got uh, we got Lee, we got Steve, we got John. Uh, it's been a blast talking to these guys, and uh, we'll see you next time uh, when we do the Flint Connection right here in the south side of fabulous Flint, Michigan. Goodbye. 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 You've been listening to the Flint Connection podcast. A production of Albador Limited, produced, written, and hosted by Michael Absher. Theme music courtesy of May June. Follow Albador Music on Instagram or the Reverend DJ Michael A on Facebook. And make sure to follow the Flint Connection wherever you get your podcasts. And don't miss my live DJ streams every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch and Mixcloud. The show is called Kaleidoscope. Get all the links at linktree slash albador. It's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash A-L-B-A-D-O-R-E.